0: Welcome to Hockey Prospect Radio. Your voice for prospect news and analysis on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Now, here's hosts Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. Welcome to Season 19, Episode 12 in our 2024 World Junior Championship Preview, powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide, and Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. Along with Jason Bukula from the Pro Hockey Group and Sportsnet, we're going to break down the 10 teams uh, in this tournament. So we're going to get into Team USA. I know we talked about them at length last week. It was kind of a teaser. But once again, Jason and Brad, this forward group, I went back and looked at the 2005 forward group from Canada when they just absolutely annihilated everybody in North Dakota. On paper, this group is comparable. And the crazy thing is, if you look at the top 14, who's going to be sitting out like those two spots? And then what is your fourth line going to look like? You like somebody who plays on a first line is end up going to have a going to play a whole four, your whole, their whole fourth line is a bunch of first liners on their respective clubs. Like it's absolutely ridiculous to me. My thoughts are, how are you going to manage ice time? Like this is a group where you actually could legitimately give everybody 15, 14, 13 minutes in that range each overall and have them fresh for the entire tournament.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that Coach Carl there is going to probably implement that type of strategy, to be honest with you, Shane. It's, uh, you know, why would you keep some of your thoroughbreds in the barn? You know what I mean? Like, you might as well roll them all out at the same time. And um, I'm with you. I look at this roster, and they can play the game any way you want. You know, you could uh, you could play it uh, quick and fast with the, the Nazars and the Smiths and, you know, the Oliver Moores. Uh, The Danny Nelsons of the world can take key defensive zone face-offs, block some shots in the penalty kill, maybe contribute with a little bit of secondary offense, which would be a bonus, I think, off his stick. But then you get in the other guys, you know, the Gavin Brindleys, who should be used in all situations. We all know he's a bulldog. He's one of my favorite players on this roster. I love the way he plays. Uh, Don't worry about his size, 5'9", 175. I think the kid believes he's 6'9", 275, the way he plays. So... Um, you know, cutter goche power shooter. Like I'm going through this roster, you know, Jimmy Snugger same thing power shot Terrence uh, out of the Erie Otters. Carey Terrence, you know, he can play the game quick. He transitioned really nice last year at the world championships. I mean, that doesn't always happen, right? When you get guys coming from the Ontario league who haven't been with the U.S., uh, the U18 team all year, he did a really nice job in, in Switzerland last year. It's fit right into the group. So, um, to your point, though, overall, you know, this is this is a wagon. Like Perot, Smith, Leonard, Rutger, McGordy. Um, I don't see any holes here. I see a team that can play the game any which way you want. So you want to muscle? We'll muscle. You want to play uh, track meet style? We can do that. And by the way, we'll probably pick you apart on our power play.
0: That makes it nasty. Yeah. Um... I think from one to 14, I don't think it really matters who they put in the lineup, but I really don't. And and you, I agree. You can play them every, any which way you want. Let's transition to the defense. And Brad, I had this question for you in that respect. The only thing that when I look at this defense core that I would like to see, is just some bigger bodies. Some guys that are a little bit taller and a little bit more rangy in terms of just being able to take away time and space. Um, from that standpoint, that's the only hole I see on this defense core. I mean, Sandwich and he's 6'4. Um, you know, Fortescue's 6'2, but I would have liked to see a couple of more defensemen in that six two, six three range, but that's where I'm just that's the only thing I
2: see. Yeah, to, to your point, you know, it's as a scout, it's almost hard to separate when you see a roster that's compiled not for the NHL because I'm always thinking, what would it look like in the NHL? What's this player look like in the NHL? What's this system like in the NHL? But to win a World Junior Tournament, you, you don't all have to be 6'5", right? It doesn't have to be uh, the same way. That said, I, I'm with you in the sense that I wish there was a bit more nasty on this back end. They, they play well and they can defend and they have good sticks and, and they're, as you mentioned, some of them are larger players and you hope that they can leverage those advantages, but at the same time, there isn't a Leon Bixell back there where he's going to intimidate, impose, and just and just crush the opposing team. There isn't that. Really, for the states, it's the forwards that are going to do more of that. You know, Jason mentioned Gavin Brinley. You know, he, he, that kid's a, a Wolverine on the ice. Like he'll he'll hit anything, he'll go at any speed you need him to go. So it's it's one of those situations where uh, it's gonna be as we mentioned uh, in the previous show there it's going to be a, a back end that needs to quiet things down and recalibrate and reload everything in transition so they don't really have to do a whole lot i think i think the the way that we can assess the states in this tournament is is just how much zone time that they the uh, going to be against them like how how long they're going to be extended shifts where the defense are getting drained or overwhelmed. It's, it's all about clean exits for this team. And then they can just rely on their fantastic forward crop to do the rest. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be extremely important for the States that they just play a clean, simple and efficient game out there, at least from the back half, because that's, I'd I'd argue from a talent perspective, that's their weakest link, even though it's not weak, it's a phenomenal team.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that from that respect. It's really about, like just be simple and that doesn't mean it's just efficient in, in that respect and if they're not hemmed in their zone not worried and like you just got to get the puck to, to their forwards and let them take over from that respect and that's where I think that's really an, an interesting aspect of their defense score and I agree it would be nice to have um a Radko Gudas back there who's a little bit of a you know, a screw loose kind of a guy that you just don't know quite know what he's going to do. But you got to be careful in the international tournament because you can get smacked pretty hard with penalties, and we've seen that happen in the past. Let's transition over to the goaltenders. I know we talked about both Trey Augustine and Fowler, and for my money, they're by far the best tandem in this entire tournament. And it doesn't matter which one's going because the other one will probably get end up going. Jason, from your perspective. I, I suspect coach Carl is going to rotate them through the preliminary rounds and then make a decision once they get to the quarterfinal. Cause I fully suspect that the States in their pool, their you know, their main competition is going to be Chechia and Slovakia. So I think they're going to win their pool outright by a pretty good margin. So then that's the decision he has to make is who starts a quarter. I even think they could actually flip flop in the quarter and the semifinal. And I don't think it make a difference.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I, there's no need for one guy to grab the net early in this tournament. And and you're right. That's not going to happen. Uh, you know, Augustine has the experience, right, guys? He was there last year in Halifax and and gained some valuable experience. Um, he's been really good at Michigan State. And, you know, Fowler, obviously at BC, uh, BC as well. Boston College is well represented at this event, uh, you know, it's a pick type of situation for me. Honest to goodness, like Augustine, if you want to start nitpicking, is probably a little bit more quicker in the uh, in the crease moving laterally. His push is a little bit more quick than Fowler's, but Fowler's, you know, a little bit bigger in the net, uh, and he's got fantastic coordination, uh, great pads, great low net coverage. And, you know, it's when you get over there and you get the extra width on the ice surface, it matters. So both these guys, I think the crease composer, are on point. And uh, either one of them can run the uh, run the table for the U.S. when the quarterfinals start. But uh, I'm with you, Shane. By the time the quarters come around, that's when you'll pick a guy and uh, and run with them. Then
0: another consideration: oh, this generally happens with every team, particularly the top four or five teams. Is they'll have, and I should have mentioned this for the D. Is they generally try to have a shutdown duo for the Americans? Is this really? Drew Fortescue and Aaron Minitian because Fortescue is a lefty, lefty Minitian's a righty. Is that their shutdown duo, Uh, particularly when it comes to penalty killing or when they're hemmed in late and they're trying to, you know, just stave off a little bit of push from an opposition? Like books, do you think that is their, their defense? Yeah, I think that that makes
1: sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, you know those two were 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 bulldogs at the end of the tournament last year at the Worlds. Um, uh, you know, blocking shots and, and kind of doing that heavy lifting in the trenches. The other guy, don't discount though. I think Ryan Chesley's capable of some of that as well. Um, Chesley's had his moments over the years where he's kind of sneaky. Uh, you know, he'll he'll gap up on a guy and he'll be a little bit sneaky getting under a guy. So. Um, I think they got an, a, enough of a mix there. You know, obviously, they'll yeah. probably, Rinzel will probably fit in there somewhere too. But the first one's over. Uh,
0: I would imagine you're on it, uh, Portescu
1: and Meditine. Um,
0: We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Stay tuned for the rest of the preview right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat
2: Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on and off ice development programs for hockey players. Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development. Sessions for Pro, Junior, Midget, Phantom, and Pee Wee. Contact us today at OutsideEdge.ca.